What's up, you guys? It's me, Paige, and I'm back from my hiatus. I haven't posted since March the 9th, but that is going to change. So, in natural nature of this podcast, I'm going to tell you what my favorite song has been recently. And it's been Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. Really love that track. I don't know why I'm obsessed with it. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I don't know when I'm going to name the title of this podcast, but I have some updates some situations, some lessons that I've learned, and I'm going to share it all today. So this may be a longer podcast. I'm going to try to shorten this. But I graduated high school. And if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. (laughs) But I want to say something. Graduating high school is probably more, it's a better feeling than turning 18. I was really glad to get high school over, but we're going to talk about that. Great feeling. Um, I hadn't felt that much love in a long time. Actually, I don't think I probably have felt that much love ever um, from a large group of people. You know, Um, I think I didn't see graduating as a big accomplishment I thought that, you know, you know, it's kind of nature to graduate high school. Why would you fail high school? <laughs> but that's not the point. I'm so happy that I have reached this milestone and it is over. But since I've graduated high school and I have also turned 18, I've had a lot of time to reflect. When I turned 18 years old, I was having these weird flashback moments where I would just randomly think about things that happened in my childhood. And it was weird because it's not deja vu. I don't think that's what you call that. I just call them random flashback moments. And you get a certain feeling associated with those moments, um, which is weird because... I always, when I have those real random flashback moments, I can always think of traveling somewhere when I was like 13 or 14, or I think about, oh, I remember my grandmother's house was so nostalgic at the time, and when we used to always go to that Rafferty's, you know. Graduating has brought a new sense of reflection. Now there is more to reflect on. I want to be vulnerable here because I feel like I have been very masked for way too long. I used to be so worried about what people thought about me or my emotions and things of some sort. But I have learned that none of are perfect and I knew that but most of us are the same I am very aware of myself and have become that way within these recent few months I'm aware of who I am I'm aware of why I've made certain decisions or maybe why I didn't make a certain decision but I have noticed one thing um I am in and out of this podcast. Last time I recorded an episode was the third month in 2022. This is the fifth month now. And from that last time that I had recorded in the third month, I hadn't posted anything since 
the first month. And then before that, it was that December. So I noticed a lot of inconsistency with everything. The only thing that was consistent with me was waking up, going to school, coming home. In my senior year, I can count on one hand how many times I came home and did homework. Not one. Never late to work. None of that. The inconsistency showed up a lot in my personal life because when everything around you is inconsistent, it's going to show up everywhere, right? Inconsistent relationships. And I'm not even talking about texting somebody and they don't reply fast enough. I'm talking about a majority of the time I would befriend love be around people who were just as mentally unstable as me but they didn't see it in themselves right I can't hate overly emotional people because I'm overly emotional but the inconsistency comes when you're dealing with people who are really inconsistent in their emotions like up and down and turning around that 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 was all that I was dealing with for the majority it showed up in my creative ability like writing and doing this podcast to the point where I was in and out of it in and out of it showed up everywhere I love writing I have not written a single thing in about three months. Uh, today was the first day I sat down and wrote something because I was having a horrible block. I had no creativity in me. No motivation, no creativity. Another vulnerable moment. The inconsistency started to get worse when I became like super duper depressed. And depression is different for everybody. Depression causes some people to overeat oversleep, undereat, not sleep enough, uh, be hyper and try to avoid it or be sunken and let it swallow you. Well, I was one of those people that let it eat me alive. Literally for, for, I want to date this. So it started maybe early junior year and I am just now getting out of it. I'm sure you're asking yourself, Paige, why were you depressed? And if you're asking yourself, why do you think I was depressed? Because you don't think kids can be depressed? Then that's just ridiculous. We're not in the 70s anymore. It's time to get out of the mindset that children don't have feelings. And that's just where I'm going to leave that. I have experienced different waves of emotions like everybody else, but mine seem to be on a more severe level. I want to tell you about how the depression started, but in order to tell you about that, I have to tell you about how I feel realized I thought I was depressed. I used to make jokes about it all the time, but in real life, I really was. I used to be 15, 16 years old, (laughs) daydreaming all the time. Because if I sat in reality, I would be sad. I daydream a lot. People will catch me just staring 
or talking to myself, it's because I'm like thinking of random things or I have this this daydreaming idea in my head. That be that became like an escape for me in when I first started getting into those unmotivated modes and I thought that it was just my really strong creative abilities but it was really just my loneliness and depression didn't know it then though I don't even know if people around me paid enough attention to realize that I was severely depressed like crying out of nowhere just sad moody and before I (laughs) start I want to say that before cycles I would get like this moody and annoying and grumpy but this was happening outside of my cycle this was happening on a daily basis a nightly basis I was crying all the time right but I want to start to really how it all happened when I was in the seventh grade I moved to Oklahoma Don't ask me how old I was in the seventh grade. I should know, but I don't. I don't remember being sad about moving away from Memphis at all. My only memory of how I felt then was anxious. I felt fine about moving. I really had no problem. Honestly, I was a little excited about the idea of moving out of our old house into a new house. First day of seventh grade... At Cheyenne Middle School, I had met friends the first day. A group of white people. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just being descriptive. I think I was in the band at the time. I phased out of being friends with them, I think around late seventh grade, early eighth grade, when I finally met <laughs> black people <laughs> that I that I became really cool with. It was a four of us. It was a group of girls and we were like really close all year. Then it became a group of three of us that, that were really close. Moved into high school with my best friend at the time. And we met a group of people and we became close. Then it ended up being just five of us that was a group of friends by the sophomore year. Well, sophomore year, I found out that I was moving back home to Mississippi. Was I happy? No. Did I cry? Almost every day at the thought of it, yes. The drastic differences between my reactions to moving to Oklahoma and moving back were so different. I cried on the way to Mississippi, cried the day before I got ready to move. I remember hugging my best friend at the time and crying. Mind you, don't have a relationship at all with this girl anymore, either one of them. But I'm going to talk about that. It was life changing for me in such a interesting way. I couldn't even imagine how military children feel. They just, they probably just have to get used to it. I, I feel for any military child because I, please just, I don't wish moving on any child. I swear, come back to this in 20 years when I have kids. Well, come back to this in 20 years when I have kids. I'm not moving my child. I don't care who I'm married to. He can move and my kids will stay where they're at. I move home. I go to, I I find out my school, South Haven High School. 
I remember telling this guy friend of mine that I was going to South Haven. He was like, you're going, you're going to South Haven. And I was like, yeah, didn't know what he meant by that. till I got there for the first day. I just kind of realized that this, this probably wasn't going to be it for me. I remember crying on the first day coming home from school and it was different because I felt like I didn't really fit in. I couldn't find my place in this school. People were staring at me weird. They were just looking at me like I, they wanted to eat me, you know, like the, it was not friendly. Girls were not friendly. Hated it. First week there. Hated it. Second week there. Didn't really like it. I shut down completely. Shut down. When I realized that people didn't talk to me and that they just looked at me like I was crazy, after a while, I shut down. I became this robot. If nobody looks at me, I won't look at them. That's what I became. My mom offered to take me to DeSoto. She offered to put me in my cousin's school, North Point. But I want to make two points. North Point wouldn't have fit for me either because that just doesn't look like a school I would even want to be a part of. Two, I was already shut down by the time DeSoto Central was even an option. I didn't want to go to it. I didn't want to have the whole new school experience again. Do I feel like DeSoto would have been a better option? Yeah. But did I want to have to have that feeling of walking into a new school again when it had already failed that first time? No, I didn't want that. I don't blame myself for shutting down because I was 16. I was 16 years old. I never experienced it ever before. It was a life-changing experience for me. So quarantine hits boom then I don't ever have to see any of these people because quarantine hits literally March I got there in December so I go through that year that the rest of sophomore year through quarantine and the whole first semester of junior year go back to school the end of junior year and thrive a little bit Because I meet people in my classes. Met this guy. And I finally had a little bit of hope. But then. That doesn't work out like I thought it. Was supposed to either. Because the thing about me. Is I would talk to people in class. But these people would never talk to me outside of class. Because they had their friends already. You hear that? They had their friends already. So at this time, I'm still friends with my friends in Oklahoma, and I'm eating lunch by myself, and I'm FaceTiming my best friend at the time because I needed somebody to talk to, um, but I'm still walking to class alone, walking to the car alone, still feeling like an open book how do I word this feeling like way too vulnerable? Cause I looked alone 
And one thing people are going to always do is stare at that one person that doesn't talk to anybody. So I had trained myself to look and act like I didn't care that nobody talked to me. But on the inside, I was always questioning what was wrong with me. Always. Got into church, didn't have any more of the social skills to talk to those girls there. And a lot of the girls that went to church with me also went to school with me. And those were also girls who didn't talk to me. So why would I, why would the dynamic change at church? It wouldn't. Everybody says high school are supposed to be the best years of your life. They weren't for me. So, junior year, um, I'm really down bad. If you don't know what down bad means, it means I'm depressed. I'm really depressed. My social meter is low. What do I need to do? I need to get a job. Okay, and let me be real with you. A job is the only thing that has kept me socially afloat. Because if I didn't have a job, I wouldn't be talking to anybody at all. Get a job, meet friends at the job, meet friends or not friends, acquaintances that go to my school. I ended up getting gaining one friend out of the job that I make working at McDonald's and two out of working at Marshall's. <laughs> well, one really. And um, my senior year, this is my senior year, This my senior year. Out of all the years I've been at South Haven, my first year ever having somebody to walk in the hallway with was my senior year. I got there my sophomore year. First time I've ever grouped up with people and talked like hee hee ha ha in the hallway was my senior year. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Because I remember not it not being like that. My freshman year in high school at Edmund North, I used to be late to class because I was talking so much. My sophomore year when I was still at Edmund North, I used to be late to class because I was talking so much. And then it turned into that to straight walking down the hallway with nobody to talk to. And again, that brings up the thought, what is it with me? I used to think, am I ugly? You know, do, do, do I look weird? And that is what my thought was. I sat with the, I'm ugly for a long time. So I am silently killing myself because I'm, I have sat with the idea that these people don't talk to me because I'm ugly or I look weird or there's something wrong with me. And I don't think I'll ever know why they didn't. Again, I eventually just, it became the new normal for me. But it really, really hit me bad my senior year. Junior year was half virtual, so I was pretty okay. Still a little bit sad when I came back uh, last end of the last semester and I was still kind of alone. But senior year is when it really hit me. I ended up reflecting on the years 
because senior year was all in school. You want to know how many football games I went to? Zero. You want to know how many basketball games I went to? Zero. You want to know how many days in homecoming I participated in? Zero. I didn't go to the homecoming game. I didn't go to a single thing that my high school hosted because I didn't have anybody to go with. And I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life. And that is that is why I am reflecting on it now. Because I'm going to regret it forever. I'm going to tell my kids in 20 years that your mom didn't go to her senior anything because she didn't have any reason to, you know, or she felt like she didn't. She had already let those insecurities eat at her. So she didn't do anything. She stayed at the house. Now let's get into something that I've been dying to talk about. I had friends when I first moved to Memphis. I mean, let me rephrase that. I had friends when I first lived in Memphis. I'm from Memphis. Memphis is who the Memphis is where I was raised. It was where I was born. Okay. Uh my area code was 38125. That was so funny. I had friends when I moved to Memphis, particularly a best friend that I had known since I was young. I moved back. When I tell you she treated me like I was nothing, like she didn't think of me ever. She just would do things with her other friends with no thought of me. Now, this part is going to make me really sad, and I I honestly don't want to talk about it. But this is vulnerability. She would do things with no thought of me. I remember the first wake up call was when she had a birthday thing, invited her friends. And then she told us that she wasn't doing anything. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. And that's when I had to sit with the fact that this, this, she really just don't. Okay. It really hurt my feelings. We went to private school together. Um, I hope she doesn't hear this, but if she does, I mean, I really don't need no further explanation, you know, but that kind of stuff hurts your feelings. You already don't have any friends and nobody really knows that, but you would think the one person you thought was going to be there for you would show up for you. Everybody else that I had left to Oklahoma, they had every friend that they wanted you know my friends from Cardiville had grown up and got a friend group but I did not have that um I used to watch people's snapchats and cry after I used to be jealous for real I'm not gonna lie I used to be jealous Oh, dang, they're at a football game. Hmm. Must be nice. I let that sit, and I let it kill me because it, I broke almost a few. I think I broke a few months ago when I realized that it's over now. I don't really have, there's nothing I can do about that anymore. And I was never allowed to be open about my sadness about having any friends because it was going to make somebody else feel bad. Like, truthfully, 
every time I cried about not having friends, I was told to get over it. Oh, stop talking about it. You just keep thinking about it. Stop, stop thinking about it. Well, nothing is changing. <laughs> there's, no, I mean, there's no possible way to just stop thinking about something that has caused you to be depressed. I had a little hope when I met a guy that I thought I liked and I didn't really like him. And I held on to him for as long as I did because I was lonely and I thought that getting a boyfriend was going to make the lonely less, but it just felt like a burden. So I made poor decisions because of my loneliness. I fed into things, my own dumb mind because I was lonely. And on top of that, I wasn't a, I wasn't, I had no outlet to express that loneliness because the friends that I had in Oklahoma, they, we weren't friends anymore. I can't even tell you how we fell out. The only explanation I have is that when you are not actively around somebody, you can't keep up a long distance friendship with people that you really love. Like I still have a lot of love for all of them, but you can't keep up a relationship like that I wasn't actively going back to see them all I have now are just memories of how close we used to be and so I want to know how y'all think I feel about going into this new journey of college I am scared I am terrified because what if I get those weird stares again and feeling like I'm being pushed in a lion's den again. What if I get those moments where I feel like, oh, is she looking at me because I'm ugly? Like, why is she giving me that stank look? Why is she rolling her eyes at me? I'm worried about that again. So am I excited about college? Kind of. Excited to be out not ready though I'm not ready and as we're working on learning how to let things go or not we're me I am working on accepting when things didn't go how I thought they were gonna go but let's be, let me be honest with you I knew moving to South Haven was not gonna be good for me because there was a reason I was sad the whole way home I wanted to tell you guys that. And the moral of the story is, don't be like me. Don't shut down the moment something goes bad. Because I never had any optimism about any of this. Never. I had a slight bit of optimism when I was going on my first day of school. But that was immediately shut down when I walked into the school for the first day. Met a friend, actually. I want to talk about, I want to shout out one of my, one of my friends. I met him my second day of school and he was very similar to me as he didn't have a lot of people to talk to and he got weird stares. So shout out to him. <laughs> but then he ends up leaving me because he's a senior. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about what I was silently going through for about two years. And um, being public and vulnerable about this is not a bad thing in my eyes. I think looking back at this, if I listen to this in a year and I'm in a different place, I think that'll be good. I think that's why I'm doing this. I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm never going to let anybody know when I'm down. No, I'm going to let it be known that um, I am a, I am glad to be graduating because of the things I have gone through prior to graduating. And I want to point something out. If you are paying attention to somebody enough to know that they are quote unquote not happy, then you're doing too much reading into their life. And this is me throwing subliminals. <laughs> this is me throwing subliminals. If you are paying attention to somebody's post, because here's the thing about me, you will never know what is going on with my life through social media. Never. I'm not that type of person. I used to be, but I'm not. I'm not going to post sad quotes and I'm not going to post sad little updates because I don't need anybody in my business. If you are pointing out small details of somebody's life to the point where you are piecing things together, do something else with your time. I'm going to end that there. But this was fun. This got a lot off my chest. When I tell you I needed to talk to somebody about this, because I, I, don't, I don't have a therapist right now. But yes, on the next episode, it will be preparation for college and how I am preparing mentally, physically, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. I'm excited. I'm probably going to record that right now. That way I can have two videos uploading at once. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, don't be sad and depressed in private. Don't do what I did. I'm glad I learned this lesson at this young so I'll know better when I'm in my 20s. Because I was sad for a long time in private. But it's okay. Also, don't let anybody silence your emotions. Don't let anybody tell you that them being sad is making them feel bad. Because it doesn't really matter what they feel. Because it's not, it's not about them. You know how many times I have been sad and somebody's like, well, now you're making me seem like a bad person. Well, if the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> Thanks. This was long but I enjoyed it. I knew it was going to be longer. Peace.